I'm Mr. King Dice. I'm the gamest in the land. What day is it, Austin? A good day for a swell battle. Here's a real high-class bout. Hey, Brawl, it's Shirley Brewing. Welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a podcast where four dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about Cuphead. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the brand new DLC for it, The Delicious Last Course, but we'll talk about the whole game as well. Cuphead is a 2D run-and-gun platformer shooter game. I say run and gun. I feel like only about half the levels were run and gun, but and the other ones are boss fights that are mostly more platformy than they are run and gun. But um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty accurate description. Um, you follow the story of Cuphead, and if you play co-op, his friend Mugman, they gamble their souls away at uh, the devil's casino, and the devil gives them a chance to earn their souls back by collecting contracts from his debtors or something and those are all the boss fights and it's basically just yeah boss rush where you fight all the big bosses with some running gun levels in between Longtime listeners of uh, hidden doors and high scores might remember that uh, in our 2021 year review episode cuphead the delicious last course was the game that garrett said he was looking forward to most oh, in yeah. 2022 so uh, garrett did it live up it did I, I was happy to come ba- back and play some more Cuphead. It, it was great. Cuphead's great. Uh, I loved it. I just started playing it a month ago. Yeah, I should say me and Austin both played the original game. And for John and Chris, they were playing this entire game for their first time. Yeah, I yeah. picked it up two weeks ago when the DLC came out. I'm kind of mad that I never had picked it up before because it's been out for really As five years. Yeah, it yep. originally came out in like 2017 and then Delicious Last Course just came out. Yeah, so with Delicious Last Chorus, uh, it added six new standalone bosses, some new weapons, and bosses that can do a lot of different things to you. We won't get too into it, so you can play it. And a new ability to play is Miss Chalice. Yeah, new character, and she's got she's got like a whole new different way to play. And it, and you really have to. It takes a second. You have to learn her new <laughs> kit. Yeah, got to add new mechanics to it. The devs did a freaking great job with the DLC. Speaking about devs, the studio is MDHR, which is a, a studio comprised of a gentleman named Chad and Jared Moldenhauer. So they actually literally just took some letters from their last name to make their studio name. Pretty, uh, pretty unique since they're the two that developed it. I think that's fun. Uh, it took the inspiration for the game from rubber hose style mechanics of an animation, which is what kind of started the animated style of cartoons back in the day. It's like that's how they did it was that whole rubbery style look. So that's what they took their their style from. Yeah, it looks like like Steamboat Willie or something. It looks like a super old Disney cartoon. It's one of the first things that you when you look up rubber hose, like that's what they show is Steamboat Willie and stuff. So all the in-game assets were hand-drawn. Everything was hand-drawn. So when the game was announced, I think, Garrett, you said 2016? That's Well, no, they announced in 2014, but 2016, they actually brought it to E3. So that got like massive audience to see it. 
So after that, they decided they needed to uh, actually step up and make a full-size game and not just some indie game, which they did. And as of today, uh, the base game has 6 million copies sold, which is amazing for an indie game. And Netflix made an adaptation for it for a cartoon. And as of today, the DLC has a million copies sold already as well. Yeah, they they did all right. These guys, uh, they're they're brothers, right? The two, yeah, the two, two, dudes two brothers, and then I assume it's there's other relatives because there's four people all with the last same last name. I assume they're. I didn't look into exact relationships, but there is a fa- it is a family studio. That's so. Cool. It is run by a family, and they they literally mortgage their house to finance this game. And yeah. obviously, turns out it was a good idea. Yeah, turns out that was a ballsy fucking move, but clearly it worked out for them. They they had a fucking vision for this game and they delivered on it. Oh yeah, yeah. That usually that usually comes with divorce most of the time and other situations. But hey, it paid off. I mean, I say after the reception they got from E3, I would be pretty comfortable with like, okay, we we're we got a hit, we got a hit. Yeah, yeah, they killed it, and this is their first game. Yeah. Um, I hope this is not the last game they make because they killed it with this. And I can only imagine the studio will grow and grow with some fantastic style games like this. Yeah, I would love to see what else they do. Even then, I'd love for them just to like, keep doing more Cuphead. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, that would yeah. be yeah. if that's yeah. just Absolutely. what they, they just stay in that lane forever. Like, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they just shuffle out uh, six new bosses and a couple new weapons every couple years, I'm in. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Hey, to and me. if they add like new, like a new playable character with new mechanics, like uh, yeah, that's great. Yep. A good little refresh. Uh, well, let's let's talk about playing Cuphead and the DLC because playing these games is a uh, it's an experience. Like obviously they're gorgeous games and soundtracks are really really cool, but these games are really just fighting bosses, and the bosses are freaking hard. Yeah. yeah, they're hard, but very learnable and very fair. You don't you don't ever feel like something glitchy happened or it's always your fault. You feel like you're the idiot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. You're never like, oh, my God, that move is such bullshit. You're like, yeah. damn it. I knew he was going to do that. How did I not dodge it? I feel like a lot of the difficulty in this game comes from like the fact that you can only get hit three times or like if you buy one a, a potion or whatever you can get hit four times like it's not that mm-hmm. the bosses have like an infinite amount of health or like attacks that do a lot of damage or something like that it's like you can get hit three times mm-hmm. that's why this game is difficult yeah you'll see when the when the youtube video comes out and me rage at myself for making <laughs> stupid stupid mistakes on shit that doesn't need to happen man same and like austin and i played i've never played this game so i only played co-op with austin and we kept saying like this game is a lot harder co-op than it is single player yeah. because of because some of the bosses like they shoot things out and then if you hit those things they explode even more and like talking about the dragon yeah I'm talking about the fucking yeah. dragon yeah. God dragon <laughs> oh my god he was the bane of Chris and I's existence how legitimately a solid two hours we spent trying to beat that boss and (laughs) and the way we finally did it was i had died completely before his final phase and austin just beat the final phase by himself because it's easier to do with one person than it is with two yeah that's true the the one thing i'll say about difficulty in this game i totally agree with you guys it's very fair never feel like it's bullshit the difficulty curve however is a little bit all over the place on each island, you can kind of fight bosses in whatever order you want. Some of the bosses are 
pretty easy. You can kind of just walk through them. They're only going to take you maybe three tries to beat. And some of the bosses are brutally difficult. And, you know, it may it may vary person to person. I don't know. But I think there are some bosses that are significantly harder. And it's not necessarily just like the last boss of the island or the, the bosses on the last island are harder than the bosses on the first. I think it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. And I mean, I that's part of the things that I love about being able to choose which bosses so you can fight a boss and you're just you're just having a rough time you can move to you can kind of go in the path you want to go yeah which is great because yeah with with it being a little bit all over the place like at least you're not forced to just beat your head against the wall again and again and again Mm -hmm. like you can bounce around and and take a break and come back but yeah like we were talking about the dragon boss i think he's one of the hardest bosses in the game and he's in the second area as and there's there's like four total areas he's in the second area and he's 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 honestly maybe the second hardest boss in the game but again like it's funny to me that some of them are like easier solo just because a lot of them tend to be like really like bullet hell style things and when you're adding you know a second player's number of bullets on there it's just like man it just gets chaotic and it's hard to keep track a lot of the time when when we were struggling, it was because like we'd you know cross our characters over each other and then forget who we were and like be looking at the wrong character, which is the thing you'd never do if you're playing by yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But that is also what made it a lot of fun because it was like you know not only like that those just like those moments tended to be more silly than frustrating. Like we were just giggling to each other because because that kept happening. But then also like there's a you know, when you die, your ghost like floats to the top of the screen and your partner can save you and like tag you back in. And we had some epic saves. So epic. Sometimes you just like, but screw you. I can't get there. Like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do that. Sometimes you go for a revive and that's the only reason you die. And you're at the very end of the fight. And it's like, I should have just kept killing yep. him. I don't know why I went yep. for the revive. <laughs> yep. Team player, man. No man left behind. <laughs> yeah. It's about friendship. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how many times I got to like uh, one last phase of like one of the uh, w- the coin ones where you just you're collecting the coins and it's like I just get cocky trying to kill an enemy and it's just like he kills me and I'm at the end. And it's just like, all right, why stop trying to kill him? Just finish it. You got all the coins. The, the killing him doesn't do anything. What are you doing? Why? Why? Yeah, it's definitely something to learn. If, if somebody's picking up this game for the first time, when you're doing the run in guns, you do not need to kill all the enemies. You just need to get through the level. But you want all those coins because the weapons. There's a large variety of weapons in this game. Definitely my favorite weapon is the homing gun because it just it makes the game easier because you can focus on all the shit going on on the screen rather than focus on shooting at the boss. It's just shooting the boss at all times. It doesn't do damage, like not a lot, but you can just focus on what you need to. I ended up using that for most of the game, but then again, like on the dragon boss, you can't use that on his final phase because it'll shoot those little things that he mm-hmm. shoots out and then they explode and that's harder to dodge. <laughs> yep. So like we ended up having to switch to the boomerang shot, which is awesome. It like shoots forward and then goes backwards and it goes a- the entire length of the screen backwards and does more damage when it goes backwards. So there's like specific boss fights that it's designed for. Yeah, definitely say I, I think it's really cool that they designed a lot of different weapons and they all feel very different. And there are definitely bosses where the change of weapons will be the difference that it takes to get you through a boss. Yeah, I love the charge shot 
yeah. uh, which is like you hold it to charge up and then fire. Uh, it does basically no damage if you don't charge it up, uh, but the fully charged shot is really, really strong. The problem, of course, being any boss that like moves around a lot, if you miss that charge, that shot after charging it up, it's such a waste. But on the flip side of that, there's there's some bosses where there's only a very small opportunity where you can hit them. And then during all the other times you have to be dodging stuff. It's the perfect gun for that. That was mine. But I, yeah, I think there's probably eight weapons in the original game. And then we got three new weapons in the Delicious Last Course. The crack shot, the converge, and the twist up. Uh, did anybody feel like any of those was like really amazing or OP? I used the crack shot for a while. I liked it, but uh, I, I didn't feel like they were any better than the previous guns. Like, I'm sure some of them were specific to bosses, it felt like. That seems like a good choice, good design choice to me, though, right? Because, like, you don't want them to be game breaking, you just want them to be different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think they nailed that. I loved the, uh, there's one that shoots like tornadoes kind of up at an angle that like float up. And there's a few bosses that that gun is just mm -hmm. amazing against. But yeah, I didn't feel like any of the new guns were OP. I just felt like they were cool new ways to play. And I, mm -hmm. uh, I really liked them all. What do you guys think about graphics? Graphics, I think the graphics of this game are amazing. They are, it's so beautiful. The hand-drawn just... aesthetic. Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just so entertaining to watch. And the the animation gags that they put in the game are yeah. great. Like I know there's a boss where you're you're on a roulette wheel and it decides which boss that you go to, and all the bosses are different vices. Like one is a cigar, one is like booze. It, it's yeah. hilarious. There's so many gags like that throughout the game. Everything about the visuals and and the sound design in this game is amazing. But yeah, I love the hand-drawn animation. It's what brings people to this game. I think it catches attention. It's definitely what caught my attention when I first saw this game. I was like, whoa, that looks exactly like a cartoon from the 30s. Like, yep, yep. And it's just, it's really, really neat. I just love the idea that, like, developers can nail a visual like this without... Yeah. You know, without being a triple A studio and and having this huge budget and doing, you know, all this all these computer generated modeling and all this stuff like this whole game is hand drawn and that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's insane. It's it's so impressive. Just the different designs of all the different bosses are really cool. Like they they all look great and they all animate in a really cool way. They're you know, they're all just really different in the way that the bosses attack you and move around and uh change forms almost every boss in this game has like three or phases. four different phases that they go through yeah and all the the phases might either be a joke or a really interesting idea to move on to a different phase that was maybe in the background of the level that moves in and then there's also an expert difficulty once you beat the game and it adds a phase to a lot of fights so it's really cool to see even more about the levels yeah they just they killed it on the level design. And like the, when you die, like each phase has a different, like, you know, line from oh, yeah. the boss when they kill you, depending on what phase you're in. The, the brutal, when it, it shows you exactly how far you made it. So it lets you know you were almost at the very end of this fight and you lost. So that sucks. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> yeah. You die and your little guy is like a millimeter from the end of the level. You're like, son of a bitch. It is the most aggravating feeling in the world. You're like, all right, 
I just died. I'm pissed off. I just made a stupid mistake that I didn't. I, why did I move there? I, I knew not to go there. I knew that move was coming. And it's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Oh, oh, you had like one phase left and you were done. It's like, I yeah. am going to kill you. Yeah. I hate should, you. We should mention there's no health bars. You you just know based on the, the phases. There's not even flashing mechanics. You just you just hope that they die soon. <laughs> no, you like you know when they like. You know when they're you, changing forms, phases. like when they yeah, go to the next see, phases? Yeah. You're just waiting for the words, knockout. How long? This game doesn't feel like super long to me, which I think is probably why they, the impetus for a DLC, right? So I yeah. see it's a, it's about 10 and a half hours, but it's, it's completely depending on your skill playing through because it's not necessarily easy. You have to learn the fights. So it could take much longer than 10 hours. It could take eight hours or I'm, I'm sure speedrunners got it down pretty fast by now. Current base game, all bosses speed run record is 28 minutes, 13 seconds. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's, That's that just, so sick. I don't want to watch that because I'm going to be so angry watching it. <laughs> just then melt the bosses that have taken me hours and Dude, hours. <laughs> speedrunners are so insane, man. It's crazy. Uh, and then the DLC was much shorter. Yeah, so DLC took me like two and a half hours to beat, maybe. Uh, at first, I was a little disappointed when I heard how many bosses, but then I played all of them, and I'm like, no, this just brings me back. I'm having fun with all of the bosses. One of the things also that makes the game, or DLC, a little longer is uh, there's a series of bosses uh, that you can only fight as Miss Chalice, and uh, you can't use guns on them, which is really fun. Yeah. Uh, and they are like a bunch of stuff to do that's really fun. And then there's like a gauntlet at the end where you have to fight all of them at once. And uh, that padded out the, the DLC a little bit. And I had so much fun doing that. I thought yeah. that was a great addition. You you can only parry. There's no shots. So it's, it's just a really strange way. The first time I fought a boss, I thought something was wrong. And I'm just like, oh, this is just how you do it. All right, that's yeah. that's a really new way to play the game. I like this. Yeah, I love that. And most they, of all, can can we friggin' talk about the music in this game? Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. So yeah, Cuphead the music is amazing. And so obviously, like, so they're doing this rubber hose animation style and this like 1930s aesthetic and so that's what they went for in the music it was composed by a guy named christopher madigan who's canadian he's from toronto and he had no previous video game experience he never composed a video game before i will say that he he's been in music for a long time I, like i looked him up his current thing is that he's like the principal percussionist of the national ballet of canada a pretty prestigious post and um, he actually played drums and some of the percussion on some of the tracks in Cuphead. There are 56 tracks in the base game, and then wow. I don't know I don't know how many the DLC added. It was a couple. What? Yeah, one for each running gun and one for each boss. Yeah. Um. So it's a lot. It's like three hours of music, probably over three hours of music, um, and it's all like early big band, um, you know, 30s jazz, ragtime. What's cool and unique about this is that the entire soundtrack is played by live musicians. Most video games don't do that. So they put together a 13-piece big band, 
a 10-piece ragtime ensemble. There is a solo pianist. They only listed one vocalist, but I actually think there's a couple of them. I think there's like four or five. There is a tap dancer for some percussion elements (laughs) and a barbershop quartet. There's this little bit on the... I think it's right when you get to the beginning of the second area, you see three members of this barbershop quartet and they tell you they're missing their fourth guy. And you can go and find him behind like a, an obstacle or something. He's, like, he's behind a tree or something. And uh, if you go find him and talk to him, he'll go join the barbershop quartet. And then you can just go stand there in the overworld and listen to their barbershop quartet song. Nice. And that's the only reason that's even in the, that's the only that's reason amazing. they recorded that. Yeah. Um, you would never hear it otherwise if you didn't go f- seek out that Easter egg. So, yeah, the music in this game is amazing. And, you know, all of the, like, spoken lines and stuff are all done in that, you know, old-timey, like, radio voice that Austin does so much better than I do. And, uh, <laughs> a great slam and then some. Yeah, like that. Uh, and, you know, all of that stuff is just so well done and fits the aesthetics so well. Austin, Austin mentioned this before we started recording, but... My favorite song is called Die House, which is the King Dice theme. It plays <laughs> yeah. like when you travel to each new area, it plays when you're talking to King Dice. And uh, yeah, it's it's real. It's just a real good ragtime sort of swing thing with this guy with this really like really growly smoke a cigar and drink a whiskey every day kind of voice. And <laughs> it's just great. Yeah, that's my favorite song in the game. I'm Mr. King Dice. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about it other than it's all over at anywhere you find music. Like, go give it a listen. It's legitimately, like, just good early jazz, jazz big band, ragtime kind of music. Like, it's very listenable, even outside the context of the game. I, I think the soundtrack for this game is unequivocally my favorite soundtrack of anything we've reviewed it up there with greatest soundtracks greatest mm-hmm. video game soundtracks it's so fun to listen to and it just yeah. nails the mood and the animation yeah it puts you in the mood in every fight and it, it needs to be uh good and i need to enjoy it because i'm getting very frustrated because i keep dying <laughs> and it's like okay at least the song's good i mean i'm getting back into it we're good well and that's the thing is like because the boss fights take so long but none of the tracks are very long so they all loop a lot and they have to be listenable because and they can't get annoying and i never yeah. felt like i mean dude <laughs> we were sitting there doing trying that dragon boss for like two hours and you're just listening to the same song over and over and over and i never got tired of it Christopher Madigan, great job, dude! Killed it, crushed it. He also has uh, he has a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate credit because when they added the Cuphead costume for me, Gunner, they added a Cuphead song. It's called Floral oh. Fury. It's the uh, the plant that's boss my, theme that's song. That's my favorite song in the game. I did not know that song was in Smash. Now that's awesome. All right, final thoughts. I think Cuphead is a ten out of ten game. Generally, it is so fun to play it is it's difficult and you get frustrated with yourself but like this is the kind of game where after even after a boss has killed me 20 times i'm like run it again yes give me another again again i love that feeling in this game we've said it a million times already but the art and the music are top-notch unmatched just incredible perfect for this game and i think the delicious last course for eight bucks as a dlc is absolutely worth your money. I think Cuphead for 20 bucks is absolutely worth your money. This is 
truly an example of what video games can be when they are done right. I cannot recommend these games highly enough. I loved playing as Miss Chalice. I think her new mechanics are really, really fun. And I thought all the new bosses were uh, really cool. And except for that ice wizard, he's a dick. Fuck that guy. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. If you are even remotely considering, you should buy this game and the DLC and enjoy it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, completely agree. So much love was put into this game. The music, the animation, the difficulty is just is really it, it's it's a good hard game that w- that's the only thing that i think would sway some people it is a little harder like even the easy mode it doesn't get it doesn't get too easy so if it's your first game this is not the game for you but if you've played a couple games this is the, it's one of my favorite games 100% buy the dlc 100% buy the game it's just i love this game uh i mean yeah i i just picked it up 2 weeks ago with the dlc and I went into it with the mindset of, I'm going to rage constantly. This is going to be the most annoying game I've ever played in my life. (laughs) Through the first, I don't know, two or three bosses in the run and gun, like I was like, okay, this game's hard. But it's hard because I'm making stupid mistakes and not taking it slow and paying attention to the mechanics. Like, there's like, most bosses, you learn the mechanic and they you could pretty well do it. But like, sometimes there is like a little, like a dip, they do it a little differently. And it's just like I, I I saw it happening and I'm just an idiot. 100% recommend this game and the DLC. I plan on playing the rest of this game, even though we're already going to be done reviewing it. I 100% plan on finishing this game. It is fantastic. It is great. Yeah, I, I have no qualms paying $27 for this and the DLC. It, it was fantastic. I was just staring at our dock where it says DLC and I realized that Delicious Last Course is also DLC. <laughs> oh my god. Blew my it's, fucking mind. And it's literally and, the DLC. Yeah. And that feeling that I just had when I realized that encapsula- encapsulates perfectly how I feel about this game. It is just unbridled joy in every single moment. The animation is incredible. The music is incredible. The man we didn't really talk about it but like the story is fun like you know like there's a little bit of an emotional or narrative investment that you have to put in like i can't recommend it highly enough i hope the studio keeps putting out more dlc i love how they did the dlc for this i love that they added new things without like without breaking the game without making the rest of the game irrelevant or or like putting in a thing that just made earlier bits of it trivial. Like all they did was add some new mechanics that changed the way you play the game, but they don't change the game itself. And that to me is the perfect implementation of an extension of a base game. Um, I think the studio nailed it. I hope they keep doing this. I recommend this game at any price. Yeah, it's incredible. It really is. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. Thank you for listening. Next time, we are going to be talking about the brand new game about being a cat in a cyberpunk city, Stray. Yes. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. I'm John. And I'm Chris. You can find us at HDHS Gaming on all the social media platforms. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for notifications about our episode releases. And check us out on Twitch to see what we are playing and talking about. 
All those links and a link to our Discord will be in the show notes for this episode. Um, come and join us in Discord. Send us questions, comments, concerns. Um, maybe we'll get some remote play, Cuphead. Also, we hang out and uh, play games there every night, and we like it when people join in. And don't forget to demo those babs! <laughs>